Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Everybody and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. And it is so glad to have you guys on uh, with us today. It is um, it is now the fourth week of uh, Lent. So we are four weeks into the Lenten season. And um, we... Uh, we're, our readings this week uh, take us through Jeremiah, Romans, and John. So I see that about the background music. I'll turn that down. I can see where it can be distracting. Um, the um, so yeah, Jeremiah, Romans, and John. And the theme for this week. Remember, the theme for this entire week, the fourth week of Lent, is uh, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So that's kind of the overarching theme for the this fourth week of Lent. And um, we got, let's see, week five. Yeah, man, one more full, after this week, next week, and then we're in Holy Week. Wow. Yeah, so uh, we're moving, we're really close to Holy Week. And um, so... That'll be awesome. So hope you, I hope you especially make a point to uh, to be uh, on morning prayer for the podcast or for uh, Passion Week or Holy Week. Um, so maybe you got some friends who've kind of been dropped out of. Be sure to remind them. Hey, in a couple of weeks it'll be Holy Week. Be sure to be on. Spend some time each day, kind of reflecting on that final week of Jesus's life, which again is in a couple of weeks. I hope you guys are doing well today. I hope you guys are ready to dive into God's Word. See what God has to say to us. See what He has to say to you. Might be something different to you than He has to say to me. Um, but that's the awesome thing about God's Word and the uh, the way He applies the Word to our hearts uniquely. So. All right, so today our first reading is Jeremiah chapter 17. <laughs> Jeremiah 17, he was not a bullfrog, he was a prophet. Jeremiah was not a bullfrog. He was a prophet. Uh, well, you know what we do, guys? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's read and see what the word of the Lord has to say to us today. Um, Jeremiah 17, 19, looking at the thing here, 19 through 27. 17, 19 through 27. Uh, well, I'm on, the wrong, I'm on the wrong page. This is what the Lord says to me. Go and stand at the gate of the people through which the kings of Judah go in and out. Stand also at the other gates of Jerusalem. All right, the gates of the city, 
the entrance points into the city, go to those entrance points and say this to the people who are coming in and out of the city. Go out there, stand on I-4, people coming into Tampa on I-4 or, you know, um, I-75. <laughs> say to them, hear the word of the Lord, you kings of Judah and all you people of Judah and everyone living in Jerusalem who come through these gates. This is what the Lord says. Be careful not to carry a load on the Sabbath day or bring it through the gates of Jerusalem. Do not bring a load out of your houses or do any work on the Sabbath, but keep the Sabbath day holy, as I commanded your ancestors. Yet they did not listen or pay attention. They were stiff-necked and would not listen or respond to discipline. So here he's uh, reaffirming the importance of the Sabbath. And of course, uh, you know, Jewish, that's Saturday, sundown Friday night to sundown Saturday night, a Sabbath. Um, and so he's saying, remember the Sabbath. Don't work on the Sabbath. Remember it. Um, and, and again, it's not, essentially, it's not about that day per se. It's about the worship of God, right? It's about setting aside the worship of God. And consistently ignoring that uh, is indicative of a heart that is, is not, has lost its way that is not focused on the Lord. You know, you hear people say all the time, I don't need to go to church. Okay. I don't need to go to church. I just do my own thing. Well, you, you, do, need to, you do need to go to church. Yes, you do. Uh, why do I say that? Because there are people that need it a lot, a lot less than you, and they go. <laughs> uh, I don't need church. Well, mm, I know of people who need it a lot less, and they go. So, uh, yeah, you do. Um, but yes, you do need to gather in worship. We all do. Um, it's not just about the act of, it's not just about the physical going to church to a fill, fill a pew. It's the setting aside that time of worship. That's, that makes it a priority. That makes God a priority. Um, it, it's, it's very rare to see someone's life that makes God a priority truly but does not make worship a priority, corporate worship, right? I've rarely seen a person where God is the priority of their life, where it is also, uh, where it is untrue that they don't make worship a priority. Does that make sense? Like when God is your priority, worship is a priority. I've never seen someone where God, wow, I was like, man, this person, God is a priority in their life. They don't really worship very much, but man, God is a priority in their life. Mm, never seen that. I've never seen that. Um, when God is a priority, worship is a priority. <laughs> and that's the point here. When God is a priority, Sabbath is a priority um, because, uh, because you put God first and you recognize the importance of that time of worship. Um, I saw someone post like people who say, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. Well, you don't have to go home to be married either. Um, but I don't tell me how that works out for your relationship. <laughs> I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Yeah. You don't have to go home to be married either, but mm, I would, I would, I'd advise against it. <laughs> and guys, we all know from 2020 and other things like there's a, there is a 
clear detachment that happens when we do not gather consistently with the people of God in worship. I mean, it's without dispute. I mean, you can't even argue it. Like, I know I love online worship, and I'm glad we have it, and it's a, it's a blessing, and it helps people stay connected to some degree, and I don't see it going away anytime soon, and, you know, all of that. Wonderful. Thank God for it. But it, we, let's all be honest. It's no substitute. It's not the same. It isn't. It just isn't. All you have to do is worship online for a while, and then, uh, and then go, uh, go to in-person worship. And you're like, oh wow, yeah, man, this is, it, yeah, it's not the same. Um, yeah. So here, he, Jeremiah saying, "I want you to stand." Or God's telling Jeremiah, "I want you to stand at the city gate, and I want you to tell them to keep the Sabbath." Verse twenty-three. Yet they did not listen or pay attention. They were stiff-necked, and they would not listen or respond to discipline. But if you are careful to obey me, declares the Lord, and bring no load through the gates of the city on the Sabbath, but keep the Sabbath day holy by doing by not doing any work on it, then kings who sit on David's throne will come through the gates of the city with their officials. They and their officials will come riding in chariots and on horses, accompanied by the men of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, and this city will be inhabited forever. He's saying blessing. Blessing will come. Put God first, and blessing will come. We've talked about that before, right? You know, put God first, and he'll bless the rest. People will come. That's true in everything. It's true in our lives. It's true in our any aspect of our lives. Put God first. Right? We've said don't. I mean, only put God first in the places where you want him to bless. Right? <laughs> right? Only put God first where you want him to bless. If you got it, you, know, you don't need God's blessing, then, you know, don't worry about putting God first. But if, you, if there's an area of your life where you feel like you'd like God to bless it, uh, put him first. Your financial life, put God first. Your marriage, put God first. And your uh, business, put God first. Community, put God first. Just, just the areas where you want him to bless. If you got it, if you got it, then just, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> but here, uh, God is telling Jeremiah, hey, remind the people to put me first, and blessing will come, verse 26. People will come from towns of Judah and villages around Jerusalem, from the territories of Benjamin and the western foothills, from the hill country and from the Negev, bringing burnt offerings and sacrifices, grain offerings and incense, and bringing thank offerings to the house of the Lord. Let's go to the house of the Lord. Yeah. But if you do not obey me to keep the Sabbath day holy by not carrying any loads as you come through the gates of the city on the Sabbath day, then I will kindle an unquenchable fire in the gates of Jerusalem that will consume her fortresses. Wow. Like, what are you saying? You know, destruction is going to come, punishment is going to come. Because, you know, you're, we're not. You're not under the blessing of God. You've broken relationship with God. And so don't, don't be surprised when bad things happen when God is not first. Bad things happen. Like, God, why'd you let this happen? Well, you, you kicked me out of that area of your life a long time ago. Why are you surprised something bad happened? God, why, you know, why are my relationships a wreck? Why is this relationship not working? You never invited me into that relationship. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You know? People, you know, dating around, never really asking God what he, who, if he, if I should be dating this person, should I be with this person? Never ask God, just don't do what you're going to do. Then when it breaks up, you're like, God, why'd you let it, why'd you let it break up? But you never asked me in there in the first place. Same way with finances. God, how'd you, why am I such, why, why are my finances such a wreck? Why are you letting my, why are you letting my, why am I not letting me pay my bills? 
you never wait oh wait you want you want me in your financial life i mm, didn't know that how what what would have given me any any indication that that's what you wanted <laughs> you've not you've not put me first in giving you've not prayed over your income you've not thanked me for what you have i mean like what what how how should i have uh, con um concluded that you wanted me to bless your finances <laughs> yeah so we wanted god in man we right come on y'all we know that we want god in every aspect of our life so that um so that his blessing and favor will come and just because it's better, right? We enjoy it more. We'll enjoy every the, the blessings of life more when when God is with us and uh, in those areas of our life. You know, give us guidance and wisdom uh, so that it may go well with us. Is what His Word tells us over and over. All right, let's look at uh, Romans chapter seven. Romans seven, Romans seven thirteen through twenty five. This is the uh, the doo doo, the doo doo chapter. I do what I don't want to do, and I do, 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 do. Here we go. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You will in just a second. Here we go. Let's go. 7, 13 through 25. 7, 13 through the end of the chapter. Did that which was good then become death to me? By no means. Remember, he was talking about the law. And he's saying, like, the law is not bad. The law just points out what sin is. And so it's not that the law is bad. It's that what's in me is bad. That when the law says, don't do this, that there's a sinful nature in me that says, I want to do that. So he says, did that which is good then become death to me? By no means. Nevertheless, in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it used what is good to bring about my death, so that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual. What in here, right? In my heart, in my, in my nature, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. Here's the do-do part. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but is the sin living in me. For I know what good it's for I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is in my sinful nature. So you get what he's saying, right? Like I I like there's a part of me that's like, I know what I want to do, but I don't seem to do it. I always do the exact opposite. I want to be loving. I want to be kind. I want to be gracious. I want to be long-suffering. I want to be holy. I want to be pure. That's what I want, but that's not what I'm, that's not my, my actions. That's not what I'm moving towards. So he's like, what's wrong with me? He said, it's, it's no longer I myself that do it. It's the sin nature in me. Verse 18, for I know the good that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. Man, come on. That's basic Christian theology right there. That our sinful nature is at its core is not good. And every human being is born with a sinful nature. That is that, you know, is bent towards pleasing oneself. That's important, man. That's important to get. Like, if you don't understand that, that's why so many things in our world people are confused about. Like, um, because our world tries to teach people that at your in your core you're good. Well, there is goodness in everybody. Yes, there's some goodness in there, but your your essential nature isn't good. 
your essential nature is selfish, i.e., uh, opposed to God. Like our 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 innate nature is not to please and honor God, and to our our innate nature, right, is not to put our desires aside and 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 uh, and serve God. That's not my. I don't know about you, but that is not my. That's not the way I was born. Mm-mm. That's the way. No, it's not the way anyone's born. That's what Paul is saying. That for I know what good it that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. Hmm. I don't do the good that I want to do. I want to have a great relationship. I want to have. A, I want to be a person of morality. I want to be a person of moral integrity. I want to be a person of kindness and compassion all the time. I want to be a person who's patient. I want to be a person who's generous and loving. I want to be all those things. I really do. I know the right answers. <laughs> but the evil I do not want to do. This is what I keep on doing. Verse 20. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in, the in, for in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in my mind, and uh, at work in me. Wage, wait, let me try again. But, I see an, but in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man am I. So hold on. So he's saying, I see this, this tug of war going on between what I want to do and know that what is good, but what I actually do, what I, which, I, which I know is wrong, but I still do it. So I see this war. He says, I'm a slave to sin. And so, you know, the, the question that has been asked, you know, throughout church history is, is Paul talking about his pre-conversion experience or his post-conversion experience? Is he talking about uh, his life before? Finding Christ or his life after finding Christ, um, which is he explaining? And I think fundamentally, and this is my opinion, and I think as we'll see in these next few verses, he's talking about his pre-Christian experience. Um, it doesn't mean we don't continue to have a war in the flesh with the flesh, but we now have victory over it through Christ. But before Christ, we 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 have no power to overcome it. We have no power to live the life that we know we ought to live. And I was talking to a guy yesterday, man, um, which uh, came to the office, um, shared his story, and basically this was his story. Um, that it's really everyone's story, right? But it's, but it, it, he's on my mind with, so like just this this desire to want to do good, this desire to want to have healthy whole relationships, but the uh, the track record of of life is that it's been one destroyed relationship after another. That you know, I think his words were, you know, every I want I want every time something good happens in my life, I end up messing it up. How many how many of you can relate to that? Yeah, God does every time something seems to, life seems to be peaceful, life seems to be good. I seem to mess it up. And, and I, I tried to explain, you know, um, that that's exactly what our sinful nature does. I mean, that our sinful nature 
what's on the inside, unless it's dealt with, with the turmoil, the chaos that's on the inside will eventually manifest itself on the outside. So if you're broken and, 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 and chaotic on the inside and unsettled and don't have the peace of God on the inside, that's going to eventually manifest itself in the outward, um, the exteriors of your life. And so you'll end up blowing up really good things. <laughs> right? You can start blowing up things that are really good. And you and it's and he, and he and he had this Romans 7 desperation. Who can rescue me from myself? Who can rescue me from this sinful nature where I can't? So th- I know the good I ought to do, but I can't do it. I know when I this is a good thing, and yet something in me works to destroy it. God brings this this new job in my life, and I know it's a gift from him, but there's something in me that destroys this new opportunity. God sends this relationship in my life, and I know it's God that sends this person in my life because they're godly and holy and and want to do the right things, and I blow the relationship up. What is it in me that keeps blowing good things up? It's the sinful nature. And so yesterday, um, I took out the little bridge illustration. I haven't used this in a long time. In fact, just a few weeks ago, I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I haven't really led anyone to Christ in a, in a while. I'd love to share the gospel. And uh, so this, we, were meeting with this, we were meeting yesterday, and I was like, so I took out the little bridge illustration. God on this side, man on this side. There's a chasm in between. And, you know, as human beings, we try so hard to reconnect with God because we know something's missing. And we try good things, we try bad things, we try money, we try power, we try relationships, we try chemicals, whatever. So there's endless, the list is endless. But it never reconnects. It all falls short. In fact, the scripture says, all of our sins are like filthy rags. I mean, all of our righteousness is as filthy rags, that we all fall short of the glory of God. We all fall short. But the good news is that Christ came that he came to bridge that gap so that we could reconnect with God. We could walk across that bridge. We could, we could uh, cross that chasm that is between us and God because of what he did for us. And that sinful nature um, can be addressed. That your sins that you created, the sins that you, you partook in as, a, uh, as one with a sinful nature, the sins of your past can be forgiven. And the good news is, here's what Paul's going to say. Watch this. Who can, and what a wretched man am I? Who will rescue me from the, this body that is subject to death? Who, who, well, who can help me? Who can help me do what is right? Who can help me not blow up good things in my life? Who can help me not um, hijack the, own, the good things that God sends to, to me? Who can? Who can rescue me from myself? Right here, man. Thanks be to God who delivers us to delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord so then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law but in my sinful nature I'm a I'm a slave to, to the law of sin who will rescue me thanks be to God it's Jesus Christ yeah Jesus Jesus rescues us and so um so I prayed with him yesterday to receive Christ, and um, it's a pretty moving moment. And um, he prayed that God would forgive his sins, that He would help him. He didn't know what to do, how to start, and most of us don't know how to start and where to start. 
and um, pray for him. Pray for him that um, that this this commitment he made yesterday, which seems sincere, um, will grow, and that he'll be planted in the Word, and that the Holy Spirit will uh, seal this commitment that he's made. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. There's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner repents than of anything else, man. God, God delights when we cross that bridge and receive uh, receive salvation through Jesus. Awesome. All right, you guys, one more one more reading here. John chapter six. John chapter six, verses sixteen through twenty-seven. Six verses sixteen through twenty-seven. You remember that bridge illustration? Deborah? <laughs> yep. It's hey, I've used it many, many times. It's when people just kind of need to see what the gospel means. The bridge illustration is uh is a good one. It's my go-to, man. It's my go-to. Uh John chapter six, verses 16 through 27. When evening came, the disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water. And they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I. Don't be afraid. Wow, what a scene, right? Jesus walking on the water. They're scared, like, who is this cat walking on the water? And Jesus says, Don't be afraid. It's beautiful. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. It's like speedboat. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe time just seemed to go fast. I don't know. The next day, the crowd that had stayed in the opposite of the shore realized that, that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with the disciples, but that, that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So the crowd's like, wait, Jesus wasn't on that boat. How is he on the boat now? Because he walking on water. Because he was walking on the water. Once the crowd realized that, that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. Verse 25, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, where, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Yes, he has. Wow, praise God. Yet yeah, On Jesus, God has placed his seal of approval. You want salvation, you want life, you want abundance then it is the seal of approval is on Jesus. That's where you get it. You want to be free from this law of sin and death? It is through the work of Jesus. Yeah. You want to be able to do the good that you know you ought to do, but you don't feel like you have the power to do it? Jesus. Jesus is the one who provides the power. Praise God. Because the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve to give his life as a ransom for many, and to give you, and to give me victory over ourselves. Mm, praise God. All right, you guys, let's pray. Thank you so much for being on today.
Love you guys. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the power that is available to us through your great name. And so, God, we, uh, we thank you, and we, uh, we invite your Holy Spirit into our lives to, to give us power and uh, insight and direction today, that you would guide us into all truth, that you would guide us to be your hands and feet. Lord, I pray for my friend. I'm protecting his name just for his own anonymity, but Lord, you know who he is, and so we gather and we ask that you would um, protect him today, that he would grow in this new walk with you. Lord, we protect. We ask that you would protect him from the evil one, that his heart might be uh, given time to allow the Word of God to plant and to bear fruit. Lord, thank you for doing that in all of our lives. God, we, not one of us was worthy of salvation. Not one of us was worthy of your goodness and grace. We all have sinned and fall short of your glory. We all had a sinful nature that did not desire you. But thank you, Lord, that you loved us enough to save us, to redeem us, and to, uh, to see in us what we couldn't see in ourselves, and to give us new hope and new life. Um, we thank you for that. God, I pray for my friends today. I pray you'd bless them, encourage them. May you let them know how much you love them today in, um, in maybe big and maybe subtle ways. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today, my friends. Love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this uh, morning podcast, Daily Prayer. Hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, like, subscribe, all of those things. Share it on your news feed. You never know who might need to hear about this little bridge illustration. Come to know Christ. Um, you never know what the word will speak to someone's heart. So love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.